Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome again to another episode of Talk Architecture. And I'm your host, Naziati Mohammed Yaqub. And today is an interesting topic I'd like to talk to you with regard to artificial intelligence and chat GPT. Now, I won't talk about that because obviously as an architecture professional, I am not trained to understand all about algorithms and all these things. But what I did was I was a user. Yes, I was a user on ChatGPT and I introduced the topic, what is the university curriculum? Inspired by one of the tweets made by another person who is also an academic, I thought, good idea to go and check out the curriculum. And lo and behold, I tried the first time and it didn't work when I said um, master's course in architecture, but I, I made it specific rather than general. I said postgraduate architecture design thesis. This is what I did under that topic of what is the university curriculum. And the artificial intelligence came out with these topics below. And let me list out some of these topics and I will do a quick commentary about them, but I will go into detail later um, the ones that I would like to make an example of because I intend to do in this podcast um, a how-to, yeah? how from these topics you can find out the, the design problems for a design thesis, a fifth-year project. So as promised elsewhere, these are the topics that came out after ChatGPT displayed them. These are the topics, yeah? One, an exploration of sustainable design strategies for low-income housing in developing countries. Two, exploring the impact of community-based planning on urban design. Three, Designing for Resilience, Adaptive Strategies for Climate Change in Coastal Cities. Four, Exploring the Role of Technology in the Design of Smart Cities. Five, Strategies for Revitalizing Aging Infrastructure in Rural Areas. Six, Examining the relationship between landscape and architecture in urban spaces. Seven, exploring the role of cultural identity in the design of public spaces. Eight, investigating the impact of green building design on energy efficiency. Nine, exploring the potential of urban agriculture for food security and 10, design strategies for creating walkable and bikeable cities. Now, as you can see, and if you're in the know, as an academic, these topics are more to do with the dissertation and research part 
of the Master of Architecture course, which is not necessarily a design thesis. But I have argued that the design thesis is different from dissertation. And if you were to approach the dissertation with how we had approached in the university I worked before, um, it's not going to assist much in the design thesis. And that's why I'm doing this, to illustrate how these dissertation topics, they are not design thesis topics, could actually assist with the um, design thesis. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of trying to work out whether the dissertation uh, topics such as these could be, you know, more than 50% a design thesis. Now, this clearly would help those people who would want to understand how to do this. And I think there are people out there who's listening who would like to know, and this is what I'm doing, helping you guys understand how to do this. Now, when out of all these topics, I would choose the topics as very general and I will have difficulties if I was a student of architecture with no guidance or with the wrong guidance or with a supervisor that don't really understand what I'm trying to do would have to face. Now, if I were to say design strategies for creating walkable and bikeable cities, I've seen students of architecture come out with this topic before in the very beginning. And then... Um, why? that's why we came up with the idea that we um, identified the area in which the students could come up with topics and the sites. That's the sole reason why, because students, they have this topic, they want to do this, they want to change the world, but they don't know how to find the sites and how to actually tackle this. Design strategies. Okay, at the moment, design strategies... It's something to do with a master's dissertation course. What we need to find is a site. This is a goal, some goal or something. Yeah, it's a goal that the student have. But in order to, for it to be a design thesis, you'd need to find an area. So, for example, um, I'm thinking about an area between the University Malaya campus and Pataling Jaya. So it is a master planning and even a planning topic. And that's why a lot of uh, architecture schools, such as the one that I was in, would not agree with this being a design thesis because it's a master planning and a planning. Much of your resources, much of your investment in thinking would be on master planning. And literally coming to come, come up with a research you know, but just say you focus on the problem you share with other people. You came up with a lot of data with other people in a group doing like University Malaya campus. So, um, so you want it to be walkable, and the other group also want to be walkable. The other, I mean, the group that you work in with, like what we tried to do when we did the University Malaya campus design uh, back then. Um, in 2020 was that um, taking that 
the problems that we have, um, all the issues, the master planning of the campus. We provide an alternative master plan. And we worked it out together. And for about five weeks, and we came out with a master plan. And the person taking over transportation hub, which not only include to do with bikes, to do with the walkability, it also included um, the design strategy for public transportation and walkability. And with that came the transportation hub. So that was the building in the campus or not only one building, but several buildings where you could do repairs on the bicycle, which you could have cafes, which you could have a lot of things um, that what bikers need, what uh, pedestrian need, you know, what are those stops. When you talk about transit stops and the idea of the design problem now goes to very detail about transit stops. What are transit? Even going to medical or medicine, with regard to the function of the human being transferring from point A to B. And if you were to um, investigate, even for disabled person, in a special study later on in your design thesis, you could imagine what the transit could be like, you know, um, for elderly person. So what are the different types of transit? It could be a bench. Yeah, it could be just a bench and uh, a bus stop sign. It doesn't even have to have a shelter. Number two, it has a shelter. Number three, it has other functions. So what I'm trying to say is that depending on the size of the area, the volume of people coming to that transit point, you can design a building type. So this is what the design problem of um, if you identify the site immediately and it will save you a lot of problem coming up with a master plan when you do it as a group. So that's why the University of Malaya des uh, campus design was a brilliant uh, design thesis site. And, uh, and well, to, 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 to uh, explain, uh, to put it down here, the student did not get to that point where he actually um, start addressing the design problems. So I'm not saying it's the student's fault, but the supervisor needs to know that too. And that's when you need a much more, um, a better uh, design thesis supervisor in terms of knowing what is a design thesis really and knowing what design problems are. In the detailed sense, it is the building types. It is the different um, way of acknowledging that what is, um, not different way, but the right way of finding out what is, that redefining, defining the words such as transit, transfers, transit points, you know, and understanding about the behaviors in walking and cycling and using a larger vehicle. So, yes, why do the architect has a, could do a design like this? Is because the the architect trained person would would have an interesting experience of system design, designing in a system or designing the system, right? This looks like you're redesigning the existing campus infrastructure in terms of transportation to a new um, 
campus infrastructure uh, system, which is to do with this, with this goal. Number 10, design strategies for creating walkable and bikeable cities. So you can see the difference when you have a dissertation, if you were to do this, you just do a research observation or questionnaire, and then you, you come up with data regarding the problems like uh, how I, I live around university campus and how I would use a bike, whether I would use a bike. So the thing is you identify people who use a bicycle or walk to the campus. So then you come up with the data and then you can come up with uh, uh, publication and articles, right? But design thesis is different. You see, this word, this topic, uh, design strategies for creating walkable and bikeable cities, this topic has to have design problems. And by actually asking questions and thinking through um, me, I'm providing the how to think of this topic as a design thesis topic. So that's what I'm bringing to the table with regard to this. Now, the number nine says exploring. There's an, we're going to another topic now, which is to do with urban agriculture. Exploring the potential of urban agriculture for food security. Now, there are several, I think a number of projects that students did in Kampong Krinchi, in Petaling Jaya Old Town. Um, those two batches of design thesis studio tackled this and previous design thesis as well. Um, one was in the year 2011. One of our students who live in Kampong Baru, which is an area which is traditionally um, like a village, like an urban village with old traditional Malay houses. But a lot of uh, gentrification has occurred with regard to concrete buildings and the character of it is changing. It becomes just a touristy uh, food destination now. But there are a lot of uh, People still living there because of the problem with the land uh, status or title where you can't convert it wholesale and the deed, the title deeds uh, have a lot of, um, what do you call it, inheritors which could not be found or, uh, or have passed away. So, so therefore, this area right smack in the middle of Kuala Lumpur and has very strong potential uh, in terms of a commercial value. Um, is still existing, but less and less of um, a certain type of demographic uh, is available. Before, it was quite the Malay uh, people uh, who generally are citizens, but now you have also the non-citizens coming in and, and become more commercial, and traditional houses have turned into um, rental properties. So... So, you know, immediately when I think of this topic, exploring the potential of urban agriculture for food security, I, I was reminded of this design thesis where um, uh, this, uh, 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 what do you call it? Her name is Yuchi and she lived in an area. Her grandmother owned one of the houses. So um, she, we would just... Coming back from um, an international symposium um, 
of different architecture schools in the in the in the region, and there was she was uh, inspired by one of the group tackling um, exactly food security and urban agriculture, and it was a very conceptual project. So she decided to look into that in this. There is a tower where they she grew vegetables or farm vegetables in Kampong Baru. But there was also the idea of harvesting from all the home gardens. All the the houses in Kampong Baru could be turned into an agricultural um, uh, pocket uh, in, in Kuala Lumpur. And, um, and that was the first one which I came across in terms of this topic. Later on, uh, students of architecture did um, buildings where they they have, um, yeah, especially there's another one in 2009, uh, taking an adaptive reuse. In fact, the, this topic about adaptive strategies for climate change, the second one, um, is in this topic number nine, where this person took an old shopping mall and created it into a market, and the top part of the building becoming more of a farm. So that whether or not it was an exploration, so... If you want the design thesis to go to another level and the student prove that it is viable for a, a, a number of people to feed a number of people, then you could see it as a prototype and that could be very interesting. Um, other food security issues, t- turning schools or educating um, school children on agriculture and getting them to be interested in um, in in farming, there were a couple of projects that were trying to do that in Kampong Krinchi Primary School, and a um, the other one was the market actually uh, with a bit of land um, that you could turn, which is land and it wasn't just purely a park, but it's underused, so you can then you create the market on that land plus creating uh, plus also. Um, having some um, farming in the land. So there was also um, the idea in the market in Petalinjaya Old Town with making the market, uh, adaptive reuse and making the market a bit higher and having the top part urban agriculture as well. So food security topic is very interesting and Looking at this topic, exploring the potential of urban agriculture for food security as a dissertation um, could look into uh, what are the urban farms or um, that has been done in the city or looking into how people use their land to to provide um, some uh, what do you call it, supplies of, of vegetables and so on. And the issue, I, I'm really interested about why can't you have chickens and ducks in urban areas? Because it's so noisy, right? Uh, <laughs> um, people are against that, having in terrace houses, uh, ducks or chickens, and um, that's one of those issues with regard to um, you can't. I mean, you want the meat as well, but you know, people could argue that 
okay, you don't have to do with meat. Maybe you just have tofu as an alternative. But when it comes to the meat, um, it'll be done differently. So how would you be done differently? It could be very interesting new prototypes of how the land can be used in certain urban areas and neighborhoods. It's not only about a house and they have to have everything in there and the, the design of the house to to what is the size of the house and, and how you would want to put, you want to have meat as well. So, okay, so uh, that's two topics now and I don't want to be talking too much. Um, I could talk about all the topics actually um, and um, especially the first one, an exploration of sustainable design strategies for low-income housing in developing countries. Um, so defining the sustainable design strategies and often people think green building is it but the social aspect of design strategy and when you talk about low income housing find low income housing area that if there is an existing low income housing area like in Kampong Krinchi um, then you you know go into it and came to my mind that uh, Saifo Yusuf um, the design of the housing that he did at Kampong Krinchi, he uses the housing type to to come up with a prototype of um, of a habitable waste infrastructure, and and it was interesting having the biogas and uh, incinerators or I don't know equipment incorporated into the low income housing. And how from the kitchen, the waste is being done to distribute uh, to to separate them at, at source, and how um, the whole um, housing uh, design um, accommodate to the whole the idea of how to use the waste and how to uh, recycle or reuse them, um, and in in different. Uh, in the different parts of the building, and even old old things, old junk like old bicycles and stuff, um, how is that incorporated in the housing? So a housing, a low income housing building or complex, um, at the moment the type that is being used or being designed can be changed into one that has sustainable design strategies. So obviously. Um, it could be that explore further uh, the prototype to think about energy, energy saving as well. And and if you want to really challenge yourself, you could uh, quantify and calculate how you could sustain such a design. You could even go into construction and material and environmental science. And, not, and space and function. I mean, you could go into so many things with regard to low-income housing. When you talk about housing, the topic of housing, it is a very design thesis project. And, um, and at one point or another, an architecture student needs to do a housing project to understand the dwelling or the, or the private areas or... Uh, the, the, the common property or common areas 
and how to design it. Not according to the guidelines per se. The guidelines, you have to understand why the guideline is the guideline. So that's another thing that the design thesis could do is to actually appraise or review the guideline. That's another topic for another day. So, um, so that is interesting. This is um, looking into what chat GPT uh, um, come up with um, the topics on the design thesis and looking at the topics that ChatGPT came up with, whether these topics can be tackled um, as can be used to do a design thesis project and how do you actually come up with it. Um, I will have for subscribers only a detailed, uh, informative, uh, explanation on how to uh, examples in the future podcasts. So watch out for that. It is valuable uh, if, uh, knowledge to be gained for academics and even architects to understand what design thesis and what design thesis can be such a powerful curriculum for um future architect to tackle in the fifth year and thank you very much for listening to this talk architecture podcast be listening to the next one soon thank you